The year 2020 has just sucked for small and medium-sized businesses. Due to COVID-19, they were shuttered, then they were partially reopened, and then optimistically reopened, and then shuttered again. The United States and Canada have had their fair share of permanently closed businesses. I hope you're not one of them. But as we face another shutdown, what must small businesses do? And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Each week, we deliver relevant and timely content to help you develop your business so you can take your time to work on your business, not just in your business. I'm your host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Payne. Welcome to Experience Leadership. In this episode, I'm talking to Magnum Growth Consultant, Ronnie Pawar. And we'll get to him in just a second. You know, if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to Experience Leadership on iTunes. And please, please, please leave a rating and a review. I appreciate any and all feedback. And I mean that. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> you can get all my episodes of this podcast and my blogcast, Mark Hain Live, on my website at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. You know, the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses Small Business Recovery Dashboard shows that 60% of Canadian businesses were opened as of November 30th. But that was before our newest shutdown. And that's really scary to think that most businesses will be able to recover in only two years. But hospitality and tourism, they're different. They could take up to eight years to recover from the ugliness that is 2020. And that is if they survive. So I have to ask you our question of the day. How are you weathering this storm? What does your reality look like today? It's time, regardless of your situation, to take steps to adapt and to adopt. And to help me today describe what that might look like is business consultant Rani Pawar. Ronnie works with businesses that want to create effective leaders and improve their operations, essentially to achieve operational excellence through sustainable growth. He is the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Size Does Matter, Grow Your Business Thinking Big. He has an extensive expertise in leadership of diverse workforces, operational management, and productivity improvements in various organizations, including government, the military, and of course, in the private sector. Ronnie believes that all businesses with a strong strategic plan and a winning attitude will have a roadmap to success. Welcome to the show, Ronnie. Gosh, it's so nice to have you today. Hey, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's my pleasure. Um, I really appreciate you having me on your show today. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm really excited to talk to businesses about uh, uh, this ongoing situation and how uh, you and I can help them. Yeah, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to digging deep into this, into this conversation today, but you know, the, the challenge right now is that people are sitting at home and if they're not, they're either working in a modified operation or they're completely closed. So why don't we start off, talk about your philosophy of adapt and adopt. What does that mean 
for businesses today and what should they be doing? Yeah, so adapt and adopt is something that I've practiced it, it, throughout my life. You know, I, I think I picked it up somewhere when I was in the military. You know, how do you adapt to different situations and uh, how do you, um, you know, adopt to new environment, especially, you know, diversity. And I've lived around the globe and traveled a lot. I've, I've originally from India, uh, you know, grew up there and then I'm lived in uh, New Zealand uh, for many years. And then I've uh, lived in Toronto and I'm in Vancouver now. Uh, and I've worked in many different industries. So I'm kind of a jack of all trades, uh, so to speak. But what it's given me is this ability to adapt and adopt. And that's the mindset that I've always uh, carried with me. And, and I recommend to businesses that in situations like this, when there's crisis and, you know, businesses that this is an exceptional crisis. Sure. But even day-to-day -day running of your business, you come across situations, you know, which are stressful, the things will break down and things will never go according to the plan. That's what they say. They have a plan A, plan B, plan C, and then everything goes out of the window. So that, <laughs> that, that's where you have to adapt and adopt. And so do you think that we're at the point now where the plan C has expired and everything else is just like going out the window now with that COVID-19 is raging full bore? You know, it's interesting that right now it's a level playing field for all businesses, whether it's Amazon, whether it is Tesla, whether it is a small mom and pop shop, all the business plans that anybody had, nobody had planned for this, including the government of the United States, who have like past two presidents have talked about a pandemic like this might happen one day, but they were not prepared for it. So nobody's planned for this. Everybody's on the same playing level, level playing field. So it is about what do you do now? Who's going to take the initiative? Who's going to innovate? Who's going to adapt and adopt and come out as a winner? First of all, how do you survive this? Mm -hmm. And then when you when you know the world wakes up and things open up again, how do you come out as a winner? How do you come out and rebound and bounce back as a business and you know take it in the stride? Right, right. And I, I guess that's a beautiful segue because as I mentioned earlier, with some businesses being closed down or having modified business volumes, probably the very worst thing that they could do is to sit on their thumbs and basically whine about it. As a business consultant, what do you think operators can do now to take advantage of the situation? Let's say before they reopen, what can they be doing now? Yeah. So one of the things that I always recommend is don't start digging a well when the house is on fire, right? So the, what that means is um, plan, you know, have a strategic planning process as part of your business, as part of your regular business. And I do understand, and that's why I wrote my book. My book was inspired by this, that when I was working with the Ministry of Economic Development and Growth in Ontario, um, I, I found that a lot of businesses don't do that. They don't have any plan. Um, they, they are running their business day to day. It's, you know, um, it's firefighting. It's uh, just coming in every day, doing your best. Entrepreneurs, small businesses, they're good at what they do. But all the other things that they don't plan for, those are the things that get them in trouble uh, in the longer term, right? Mm -hmm. So the best thing to do is plan, always plan for your business, do a business planning, strategy planning session uh, every year. And then every month and every quarter, you know, do a check on that. How are you doing, right? Um, However, if you haven't done that, I think this is, it's not too late. Do it right now. And it's not a, when I talk about strategy planning session, people think about these bunch of consultants sitting in a room, boardroom, and, you know, with Excel sheets and this and that whole other thing. It's like a daunting thought. 
But all it takes is talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to your business partners, talk to your employees. It's a brainstorming session. How are we going to get over this? And I'll give you a great example. You mentioned restaurants earlier, and you come from a hospitality industry, so you'll really appreciate it. I think I saw it on CNN, uh, one of their programs uh, a couple of days ago. They showed this restaurant in California, and we know most of the restaurants are badly hit right right now. So they're talking about this restaurant that said, okay, what are our strengths? They did a quick SWOT analysis, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So what are our strengths? What are the opportunities here? What can we do with what we have? So they have employees, they have space, they have all their groceries. So they turned, quickly turned the restaurant into a mini grocery store. And, and the first table as you enter is this toilet tissue paper table, right? Which everybody needs, right? Restaurants, restaurants have toilet tissue, right? So they have that and they have all these vegetables. So instead of telling their suppliers to slow down, they ask the suppliers, hey, keep supplying and keep supplying more. So they added all this other inventory to their to their restaurant and made it into a mini grocery store. So it's about reinventing. So they just quickly adapted to the situation, right? right? Yeah. And they adopted a new model, right? So it's reinventing, repurpose your business. So it's thinking outside the box, you know, challenging your status quo. And this only happens when you talk to your employees and your partners, you know. Right. Another example was of this uh, bakery. So I know my favorite bakery around the corner here is shut down right now. I love their coffee and I love their breads. But um, this bakery in California, they, they said, okay, what do we have? Again, SWOT analysis, what are our strengths, what are our resources, what do we have, what can we do with it? They have a lot of flour. And right now, the flour is one thing everybody's baking at home, you know, so people are sitting at home and baking and cooking and stuff. Flour is missing. Uh, uh, I mean, we, my, me, uh, my girlfriend and I, we went to get some flour to bake and there was no flour on, <laughs> on the grocery shelves. So what they did is they started selling, they're selling their bakery products, so their sales are going okay, but they started selling flour. And they, 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 they said now they're selling same amount of flour as they're baking goods. So they've suddenly doubled their revenue. Right. Wow. So it is about and I'm not saying this is the same solution that everybody can do, but it is it shows you how businesses need to think outside the box right. and challenge their current model mm -hmm. and, and come up with the new models. We've seen so many examples. I mean, uh, beer distilleries or they're making hand sanitizers yeah, now, and, and know, canned water <laughs> and water, uh, hockey equipment manufacturing companies are making um, protective uh, gear for for our uh, health uh, care workers. Uh, who else? The Canada Goose. They're making scrubs for hospitals and stuff. So you know everybody's reinventing their model. Yeah. So I think the world is going to be a different place when we come out of it. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. But you know the difficulty today is that it's this is not the time to turn around and look at any kind of option and say that's not what we do. We've never done that before, or we've tried that and it doesn't work. You know, today's not the time to look at all the status quo excuses we used to make in our businesses before COVID-19. You know, I am a big fan that when we do these kinds of conversations, that we are really including everybody and every stakeholder within our business. We should be talking to the suppliers, talking to the employees, talking even to the customers to find out what their needs are at this point. Maybe something opens up that we could service. So I think you make a really good argument for a strategic plan that is not, oh, my goodness, I have to go out and spend $100,000 for a consultant to give me a strategic plan for the next 10 years. 
that that's not really what we're talking about today. But being that small owner operators are really masters in their universe, they're not necessarily specialists in being able to do things like SWOT analysis or strategic planning or HR planning or even people planning. So what kind of questions do you think owners need to be asking at this point in order to move forward for the rest of their, God forbid, their seclusion or their shutdown? And then what do they need to ask in order to reopen their business? I think the first and foremost thing is, um, and this is you know still part of crisis, crisis mode, crisis planning, and coming out of it. I think people come first, so they need to make sure that first of all their own health and safety. They need to worry about that mental health right now. Everybody's talking about it. Mental health is important. Have a positive outlook. You have to believe to come out of this alive and survive in a surviving mode you need to make sure that you have a positive mindset and you believe that you are going to survive this as a business and this is not going to shut down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That uncertainty is really challenging. Hey, we are going to be digging a little bit deeper into mindset right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Hain. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhain.com. So, believing that you're going to come out of this is going to be so that that, that reminds me of this quote by um, Henry Ford. It says, I, I love to quote this one. I think I might have talked to you this about this earlier as well, which says, so Henry Ford said, if you think you can, if, if you think you can't, either way you're right. Right. So believing that you are going to come out of this and your business is going to be there and continue to survive is the first thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, so that's your mental health, right? Second thing is your employees your and their families, making sure that you are talking to your employees and you take care of their health and safety if they're still working, if you're you know part of the essential uh, business and you're still there, you know, making sure. And I think all businesses are doing that, right? There are strict guidelines right now and most majority of the business are, are following those guidelines. Yeah. Um, the other thing is about the, the families. Don't leave. Don't forget about the families of the employees. So that's part of the empathy and leadership, right? You got to make sure that it's not just the employee, but their families as well. You know how they're doing in this situation. I was reading yesterday that one of the employers in U.S. he he made uh, it's a real estate business. He made 1.6 million in on the stock exchange. Uh, there's been a lot of volatility, and he gave all of that 1.6 million to his 400 employees, right? So it's to take care of their family so that they uh, they feel safe working for you. Otherwise, you reopen and your employees are gone. How, how are you going to run the business, right? Um, at the same time, be in communication with your suppliers, uh, with your partners, with your landlords. That's a big issue right now for small businesses, right? Uh, rent. It's The second month is coming uh, to a close. The second month rent is coming up. I mean, as a small business, usually businesses have about two months of, um, you know, uh, additional cash on hand. So second month, a lot of businesses are going to struggle, right? And and uh, I, I believe the government program um, that they're, you know, the government announced, federal government announced the program for uh, rental help for small businesses. I think there's a big challenge with that. A lot of uh, landlords are not on board with that. 
So, but in communication and making sure that, you know, uh, you this is where you bank on your negotiation skills as a business owner and the relationships that you've built with uh, with your partners and, and suppliers and landlords, that's what, that's what you need to leverage on, right? Right. Um, the other thing is common sense, you know, make this data-driven decision, check the facts, see what's going on. People are right now, there's so much misinformation or disinformation going on there, you know, and, and people are reacting to that. I think you got to check your facts um, and then make, use common sense and make fact-based decisions, right? That is very important. Right. right. And, and, you know, that's where critical thinking skills comes in, to be able to analyze the information that is out there and then question it to the point where you're comfortable with the beliefs. But, you know, you add to that, though, that businesses still need to be communicating with their customer base. I mean, if they're keeping their customers in the dark when it's time to reopen, they're going to go to people who are ready to serve them. And potentially operators could lose out on a huge relaunch opportunity. Yeah. So that's why where I, I feel the um, airline industry did a really, really good job mm -hmm. where they were in communication with their customers when, you know, um, this whole thing hit the fan. Um, so I feel that businesses need to be in communication with their employees, partners, et cetera, but most importantly with their customers. Their mm. customers need to know, hey, this is when we are likely to reopen, or this is where we are, this is how we can help you, or just give them information. Just stay in constant touch with your customers so that they know you exist right? and you are there. And right. when you reopen, the customers are going to be back. Restaurants are a great example right now, right? I mean, some of the restaurants are doing cloud kitchen where they have their customer database, they've been in touch with those customers, and they're saying, hey, curbside pickup, we are open, come mm -hmm. on, and this here's a special, you order and we'll give you free wine with it. Right? Yeah. So that kind of stuff. So how do you get creative around it, and how do you plan for reopening? So if the business right. is open at a short notice, you're ready to go. That's not when you start planning, right? right. So so those are the things that that are important from that. Flexibility and agility is important in this time frame, mm -hmm. right? Flex so as a business, like you mentioned earlier, to your point, you know, um, do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. You know, so you don't do. Hey, we are we only do dry cleaning. We don't do anything else. Say if if you have you are a dry cleaner, you're in the cleaning business. You've got chemicals. You've got um, other know-how. You've got employees, etc. Why wouldn't you go and steam clean? You know, go there and and help steam clean grocery stores right now, mm -hmm. right? Or or you know. Um, anything else like hospitals or, or essential working places, et cetera, like they, you can remodel yourself. So that flexibility is important and agility is important because you've got to do things very quickly right now. You can't wait for six months, one year um, to move. Otherwise you, you lose the first mover advantage as a business, right? From a strategy point of view, um, first mover advantage is important. I mean, innovation is only good for a very small amount of time until everybody else catches up and then you've got to- They do it. You know, do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the thing. I've been speaking with business strategist Ronnie Powar, and we'll dig a little bit deeper into some ideas like financing right after this.
Giving an important speech to a huge audience can be overwhelming. It's easy to lose your place and go way over time. Give yourself an advantage with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. No more checking your watch or calling for time. The Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app keeps you on track with easy-to-see timers, even changing color for visual prompts during your speech. And you can set audio cues during practice or set it to vibrate so you don't even have to look at it. Be the pro you know you are. Download the app at speakerpresentationtimer.com. I'm speaking with Magnum Growth Business Strategist Ronnie Powar. He specializes in dealing with small businesses who need to start thinking differently and thinking outside the box in order to be successful. So, Ronnie, obviously, if operators are not making money, government relief is only so much. What do operators have to do to mitigate their financial burdens? Yeah, good question. Very good question. So right now, I would say, first of all, have you talked to a landlord, right? If, if your rent is coming, if you have a uh, physical space and um, and you have a landlord, have you talked to your landlord, right? Go and talk to them. See how flexible they are. How much are they willing to work with you? Um, and and negotiate, renegotiate the terms if you have to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the time when it's crisis time. You have to renegotiate the terms. This is These are not normal times. Talk to your bank. There are government programs. There are government loans. Um, there's wage subsidy. Um, the government is also offering um, a, re- a rent program. It's not taken off yet. I think there's some hiccups there. But go and talk to your bank. Mm-hmm. That is very important. Call them, book an appointment as soon as possible. If you haven't done it, do it right now. Uh, talk to them. Mm-hmm. Talk to your accountant. Um, if you don't have an accountant, then I would say get an accountant. Um, talk to some of your peers and, and get an accountant. Uh, but talk to your accountant. Your accountants are pretty clued in um, as to what the programs are and what is the criteria to qualify for these programs because these programs come with certain quali- uh, you know criteria. Um, so so, th- so I would say those are the things. Um, and again, it comes down. I come back to that. You know, when the house is on fire, don't start digging a well, right? So um, I always advise businesses to have a line of credit. As a small business, you have to have a line of credit that you can bank upon in times like this, right? Right. Um, and the beauty, I mean, business loan is yes, you need capital injection to to grow your business, um, but line of credit is important uh, because in times like this, you can draw upon that line of credit and you use it as you you know you pay as you use it, mm-hmm. right? So. That's the beauty of the line of credit. So, but I find a lot of small businesses don't think on those lines. They don't have a line of credit, or at least a substantial line of credit that that can help them carry through. And you've got to do that when the times are good, mm-hmm. right? When the business is successful. Right now, if you shut down, etc., like everybody's going to be, um, you know, especially the lenders, that they're, they're going to be very uh, risk averse at this time, and, right. and they're not going to give you a line of credit if you don't already have one. And I've got an example of um, he's a dear friend of ours. He's um, he runs. Um, uh, two gyms, and uh, we talked about it last year, where I, I highly recommended getting a, a line of credit. Uh, and he was on board, but it just got delayed uh, for some reason. It wasn't a priority. Mm-hmm. And then this happened, and at this point, I think, and then he had obviously all the gyms are closed down, shut down right now, right? And if there's no revenue coming in. Nobody's going to give you a line of credit, right? right? So, so those are the challenges. The other thing is friends and family, right? Don't forget your network, closed network, uh, your partners. Um, they 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 might be able to help in in this time, right? right. And obviously, um, the the other piece is do your cash flow analysis to know where do you stand. So what are your receivables and what are your payables and what is the, your inventory, right? So do that analysis. And in this 
um, there's there's a business metric called um, um, what do we call it? Uh, cash cash flow conversion cycle, right? So in this case, it's it's it, negative is good. So in cash flow conversion cycle, that means how fast can you convert your cash into inventory and then sell that inventory, get it off the shelves and convert it into cash. And that cycle continues. That's how you make money, right? right? So doing that analysis in this time and build scenarios, I always say build scenarios, do your worst case scenario, do your best case scenario and in the middle and see what and plan for these scenarios. So if worst case happens, what am I going to do? What's my plan? Mm-hmm. Best case, what is my plan? You know, so do these different models based on your cash flow. It's pretty simple. Most businesses, uh, business owners know uh, how to do their cash flow analysis. They know what their receivables are. They know what they have to pay out and what the inventory is going to be, all the kind of stuff. Yep. And it, it's about figuring that out. So that is very important in this time to see what those different models look like and how are you going to react to those situations. Right, right. And But, you know, unfortunately, there are some operators out there who, you know, they just heard was blah, 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 blah. <laughs> because they don't know what a cash flow model is. And, you know, it brings me to the idea that, you know, a lot of I- operators start their business on their own. They they do it because they have a passion for what they're doing. And that's what they know. They hire a bookkeeper and accountant because, well, they have to hire a bookkeeper and accountant. But they figured that they know their business. And when something when something like this happens that is this unprecedented, they don't realize that they don't have to do this alone. They can hire business consultants like you, like me. They can hire CPAs. They can get people in to help them with the kind of information and kind of strategies that they need to form. It's interesting because what you're providing today is really invaluable information, Ronnie. Uh, I really appreciate your generosity and taking time with me today. But, you know, I read your book and I know that your book skyrocketed to the Amazon number one bestselling list as soon as it got listed. And I think it's a really great business primer. I think for small businesses to be able to get it and be able to almost checklist what they need to do to succeed. um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book? Um, yes. So, so my book was, uh, thank you for mentioning it, by the way. Uh, and thank you for reading it. Um, <laughs> thank you for your support. So, so yeah, so the book was, um, inspired by, um, my work with small businesses and entrepreneurs. I, I found that they, they don't, um, they don't do the strategy work and they, um, I, I come from in different industries. I've worked in, you know, big multinationals, and some things that I took for granted coming from that environment, um, you know, part of the training and coaching and uh, learning, and I've, I've got an MBA. So all those things, like to me, were second nature. When I started working with some of the SMEs, I found that no, they don't know about this. They know really a lot about what they do. If they manufacture an iPhone cover, they know all about it, the material, the resources, how to, you know, what to do with it, how to mold it, how to, you know, do whatever with it. But do they, they don't necessarily know how to scale their business. Yes. Right. They don't necessarily know how to get government funding and grants. They don't necessarily know how to get financing. Right. So uh, how to do business planning and strategy and, and uh, all those kind of things. Um, So that's how the book got inspired. So it's like almost a mini MBA for a business written in a very simple terms. I'm not like a, a, a professional writer or anything, right? This was my first book. And 
Um, it's, it's written in a very simple form. Uh, I haven't used too much business jargon, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that I offer is, hey, if you want to bounce ideas, if you want to brainstorm, call me. Right? I'm, I'll happily give half an hour of my time for free. And if you feel after that, you know, there's, there's value, you're more than welcome to continue to work with me. I would love that. And I'll put a link down in the show notes so people are able to get, first of all, a link to your book, but also a link to your website as well. As I mentioned, if you're not a technical person and you're an operator that needs some sort of a checklist or um, a, a list of best practices for your business, then absolutely pick up Ronnie's book. Honestly, it won't be wasted time. And one of the components that I think would really strengthen any kind of idea building or thinking outside the box, and that is, you know, once you've read the book, pass it on to your employees. Who knows? You know, maybe they'll read it and they will think of something that you have not thought of. Maybe they'll come to you and they go, oh, you know what? I have an idea about this. It's, a, I think, a really important component when you include your staff, your team members, your stakeholders, because everybody wears a different shade of glasses <laughs> and they will be able to see things you haven't seen. That's a great point. I, I, I... Yeah, I always say collaborate as much as you can. You know, collaborators, especially during this time as a small business, collaboration is very important. Oh, it is so is. And, you know, I couldn't do this show without your collaboration. So I want to thank you so much. I really appreciate that you took time with us today to share your passion, your knowledge, your counsel as it was. Um, I, I really appreciate that you're here today to share with me. Uh, because it is a tough time for operators, and I think you're just absolutely brilliant. Thank you for having me here. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, and I love your show, by the way. <laughs> I've, I've listened to uh, all the other uh, uh, vlogs that you have put up there, and, and I love them, especially the one on mindset uh, yes. with Bill Lee. The, that was great. So in, in this time, the mindset is very important. Oh, it so is. And again, thank you so much. It has been absolutely phenomenal. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. So if you find that you are challenged, you have Ronnie's information down below as part of the show notes. But at the same token, my offer stands. And that is, since the beginning of COVID-19, I have been offering 30-minute free brainstorming sessions with operators and their teams so that we can brainstorm solutions to problems you might have. Ultimately, I'd like to understand where you are, where you're at today. Maybe I can recommend some resources for you. Maybe we can help along. And I promise that this is a no-sell 30 minutes. This is all 30 minutes all about you. You know, one of the challenges that we have as operators is that, and we mentioned this earlier in the show, is that you cannot do this by yourself. I, I hate to say it. As good as you are, you are, you cannot do all this by yourself. So, Give me a call. Give Ronnie a call. We'd be more than happy to help you. My name is Mark Hain. You've been listening to Experience Leadership. It is my absolute pleasure to serve you. And please, stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure to visit my website at markhain.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, I'd really appreciate a rating on iTunes or you can share it and tell your friends about the show. 
Be sure to tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern time for our newest episode. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.